0: You're welcome to another wonderful Sunday, so I'm glad to have you all, I'm glad that you are here, and we celebrate you all, so today, man, hallelujah, all right, so we have a challenge of, where, where do we start, all right, maybe we should, so they sang the song, we are called out, we are chosen, we are kings, we are priests, so some people, you might not declare it like the way they said it, but Let's see something. Revelation chapter five. Maybe we should start from there, and then um, you have to forgive me. You just follow our the flow, the thought line. I I don't really have a topic, topic per se, but we believe that there will be simplicity of the world, and we'll understand. It's understanding that we, we, we are expecting? Yes. So let's do from let's do from verse nine, five verse nine. And they sang a new song, thou art worthy, to take the book. And open the seal thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign in life. So we have been made kings and priests. So you are a king and you are a priest. And our responsibility is reigning in life. Hallelujah. Alright, Ephesians 1, let's see, let's also see, I just want us to show some places then, oh, we'll dive in. Ephesians 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus, with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, according as he had chosen us. So, you have been chosen. Say, I've been chosen. Good. So, the song says, we are chosen. We are chosen generation. Peter will say, you are chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Yes? So, that, that encompasses the whole thing together. But according as he has chosen us, how? when did he choose us? Before the foundation of the world. So, before he started thinking about coming to say, let there be light. He has intended to choose us. So, he has chosen us in him. Before what? The foundation of the world. Remember, Christ has made us unto God, kings and priests, and we are going to be reigning. Hallelujah. So now, but this idea, this plan of God, the Bible in Ephesians is telling us that God has chosen us before the foundation of the world in him that we should be holy. So we should be separated. We should be called out. So we are the called out ones. What made us holy is the fact that God decided to separate us out of every nation and tribe. Hallelujah. Alright. So that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Then verse 5. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Hallelujah. So so, verse 5 again. Having predestined us Unto adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. John 1. According to whose will? His will. Yes? All right. John 1. Hallelujah. John 1, verse 12. But as many as have received him, to them gave he power to become what? Sons of God. Right? Even to them that believe on his name. But see verse 13. Which are born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh. So the verse we are reading in Ephesians 1 he said he did this according to his own will. So we were born so he gave us ability to become sons of God. So he now says this ability he gave us to become sons of god he gave us the enablement to be called the sons of god the power to become the authority to be called the sons of god he said that it is not by the will of flesh nor by the will of man but of god so it was god's intention to choose us and present us holy and blameless in him and bring us into adoption of children so the plan of god from creation was to raise sons, was to bring sons. That's why in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, let us make man in our own image. And in our own likeness. So in an image and likeness. So in our head we, you can be thinking, it. oh God said oh let us make man in our image and likeness. But can you really have an image of the invincible God? Now Hebrews 1 now says something. He said God has in Sunday time and in diverse manners, he has speaking to us by the prophets. In time past, he has spoke by the prophets. But in these last days he's speaking by the Son. So whom he made the air. So he, him being the brightness the expression of his glory the brightness of his very person let's go to hebrews one let me not uh, give you a wrong when well, we can just open the scripture hallelujah sorry when I, I don't even, when am i meant to stop like time by one okay all right perfect all right works hmm. all right hmm. hebrews one so remember the plan of god was to bring us to adoption the, what, we, what we read in Ephesians 1, says he has chosen us before the foundation of the world. The plan was to bring us into adoption of children in him, in Christ, right? So in Genesis 1, he said, come, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness, right? Genesis 1. Now, Hebrews 1, verse 3. So, uh, verse 2. Had in these last days spoken to us by his son. So in these last days, the father speaks through the son, right? So has in these last days spoken to us by the son who he had appointed heir of all things, by whom he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself possessed our sins, he sat down and and all that, right? So he wanted to bring us into the image of who, who was he speaking to us to in the last days now? He speaks to who? So he said he has in this last days, he's speaking through who the sun. So he said the sun is the brightness image of his person, so is the expression of the invincible God. Now that means the plan of God was let us make man in the image of the Son. Can we say that like that? So because the Son is the image of God. So the plan of the Father was let us make man, let man be in the same image as the Son. Right? Hallelujah. Alright, so he said, and this son, that his son is the brightness of his glory. The express, the express image of his person. So he said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. And then he made Adam. But the Bible says, he had the deposit to make two. But he made one in the beginning. Hallelujah. Because he knew that there would be another generation that will arise from the second Adam. If you uh, 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 Paul wrote it clearly, he said the first man is natural, so we owe our first bet. We are still going somewhere. We owe our first bet. by the will of flesh. It was our father and our mother that decided to meet. It was my dad and my mom that decided to meet and give birth to me. I was not there. It was not. It was not according. It was their will. Am I making sense? If they decided that they will not give birth to more children i'm the fifth child what if they decided to stop at four i won't be here that's the truth because in the flesh i was born according to the will of man now because that is how it's meant to be in adam genealogy but now there is another generation of people that will be born not by the will of man but by the will of the spirit right so let us see something now remember john chapter one we read somewhere it said he has given us power and enablement to become sons of God and we don't owe that sonship to a will of man so it's not a physical bet like that of the first Adam so it's not a natural betting right John three let's go to John three let's see because from John 1 he made a, he made an explanation then he went to John three when Nicodemus came to him in the middle of the night very very inquisitive guy uh, amongst all the Pharisees when they are trying to talk about the son, he's very, man, we need to be very conscious because this guy, there's something. So he went to him in the night and he went to ask some questions. So let's see, John 3. John 3. Let's start from verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Now, Nicodemus now asks a question because it's a wise question. Verse Next verse. Nicodemus said unto him, How, oh, sorry, let us let me use this because it's better for me. How can a man be born when he is old? Because in Nicodemus's head, the born again experience means it will have to be a will of flesh again. Right? So he said, How will I be born again? Can I enter the second time into my mother's womb? Hallelujah. And be born. Next verse. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. Verse, next verse. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So the new birth the born-again experience, when he said he gave us the power to become sons of God, there was a new rebirthing that happened in our spirit. And that birthing, we are now not born of the flesh anymore. We are now born of the spirit. That's why Nicodemus could not understand it. He was thinking, he wanted to start thinking about it. Will I go back into my mother's womb? But, (sighs) hallelujah. Now, but, (laughs) but then, he said, but this new betting, this new reality, this new emergence of a new generation, it's going to be a betting that will not occur by the will of man. That's why he said he has chosen us before, in the, before the foundation of the world to be, and predestined us to be adopted as children. And he did that not according to our will. So it was not a bet decided by flesh. It was a spiritual betting. Hallelujah. So our sonship. All right. Let's go somewhere. Look. Just, just follow me. I believe. I don't think I'm even following what I wrote here. But holy ghost, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's do Luke one. Luke one. Luke one. So this is the what happened to Mary. Let's start from verse 28. And the angel came into her house. Yes, And said, Hail, thou that are highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed are thee among women, and blessed. And when she saw him, sorry, she was troubled at his saying, and cast her mind. uh, Really? Why does this seem like it's not the same? Alright. Okay, yeah. Verse, Verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son right and shall call his name Jesus he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the lord shall give unto and shall give unto him the throne of david and he shall reign forever and ever and ever and then let's jump to verse 35 yeah so mary now asked how will i have a child because there is no flesh interaction here for us to bring forth a child There has to be will of flesh, right? But now it's just me who is going to bring the child, right? Now she asked, and the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also the Holy Ghost, the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called what? The son of God. So it was an inspiration of the Holy Ghost that brought forth Jesus. Now he's now telling us that there is a generation of people that he has given the power to become sons. That our birth now will no longer be by the flesh. It will still be by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So let me tell you something. When you got born again, you were a birth from the spirit. From the womb of the spirit. The spirit of the Lord hovered over your heart. And then a new a new substance emerged. The a new a new deposit of the spirit of the son emerged. That's why the Bible says he has he, he, he has given us the spirit of the son. John First John chapter one verse three says, "How love beloved." Let's go there. John, 1 John three verse one. So three verse one. Sorry, three verse one. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. So, remember, what did he tell uh, Mary that they are going to call the child? Why? Because he was born of the Spirit. Now he said, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that now we should be called sons of God. That means, if you are to be called a son of God, that means a new experience of birth. The same miraculous experience that brought forth the son also brought you forth. Now, but in the flesh. You, it, that's why if you read it, it says, the, it, the world does not know us. If you, In other translations, in Colossians, it says, it, it has not shown what we will become. But we know that when, when we see him, when he will come, we will be like him. We will be like him. When he will appear, we will be like him. So now, but what am I telling you? What I'm trying to tell you is that the miraculous experience behind the birth of Jesus that brought forth his physical birth, being seen on the earth, has also happened to your spirit. So the, the reality of the son that is at work in your life did not come because of your will. It did not come because of two men, two a man and a woman deciding, okay, let's give birth to a child now. No, it was decided by the spirit of the son. It was God in his own thought. He said, no, I need to raise sons. Hallelujah. We are still going somewhere. So, what I'm trying to make you understand is that the sonship that we received was an ability of a new birth that occurred by the Spirit. So, it's not a fleshly birth now. Yes, right. Hallelujah. So, good. We are together. Alright. Uh, where do we jump to now? Still in that look? Still in that look? Still in that look? Oh, no, let, let's do Isaiah. Let's do Isaiah. Let's do Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9. The promise how all this started, you know. For unto us a child is born, but a son will be given. Are we seeing that? Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be wonderful counsellor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace and the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and all that. The zeal of the Lord will perform this. This is a promise pertaining who? The son, right? The son. So the, the he said unto us a child is born, a son is given the government will be upon his shoulders, right? Now, this is, the test, this is the prophecy of Isaiah consigning the birth of Jesus, right? Now, but where we read in Revelation, he said he has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we will have to reign. Who does government be on his shoulders? A king, right? So if you are the king of Georgia, the decision, let's say, the prime minister of Georgia. Or let's say, let's use king because we are using the terminology now: kings and priests. Yes. So, the king of over Georgia is the one that the government is upon. She, he has to make some certain de- rules, make some certain decrees, make some certain implementation. So, if they make him a king in the in 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 the coronation process, there is some endowment of authority over the king, over that person they want to make a king now. So, in my, in my, where I, I, I come from, in terms of fleshly heritage, because I'm from Zion now, but where I come from, in terms of fleshly heritage, we have some people we call Onou. who means the ones that will make the king. So, they are they are there seated. They are not kings. But they are the ones that will put that crown on the head of the king. And now, the authority becomes on the king. Now, but in this, our generation. In the, let us use Bible explanation. Remember, when they wanted to anoint David, when they wanted to anoint Saul, what happened? God told Samuel, go, take your horn. Go and pour anointing as a priest because he was a priest. And God did not want him to be a king. So God wanted some, the, the leadership, the government to be upon another person's shoulder. Follow me. We are going somewhere. So he anointed a king so that he would handle the affairs of some certain things. So but now, The Bible says you have been made a priest and a king. So, he gave you the enablement of priesthood and the enablement of kingship. Right? So, you have been made a king and a priest. Remember. Remember, who we said that the son. The government will be on the shoulder of the son. So, that means if... You have been made a king and a priest unto our God. That means this Isaiahs chapter 9 is also talking about you. As a son in your environment. But I will show us more. I will show us more. We will see more. Hebrews 2. Let's go there. Let's go there. Maybe I think here we are we are beginning to enter more ah, Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2 is too far. But let's do Hebrews 2 first. Hebrews, 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 Hebrews. Okay, Hebrews. Hebrews, Hebrews. Let's do Hebrews 2. Remember, we said that to the son, they said the government will be upon his shoulder. We will do all, uh, there's a lot of listings there, right? So he will have rulership. Let's use that word. So the son will have rulership, right? Hebrews 2. Because when I said that, that sonship is talking about you, you felt like, uh uh-uh. But what they wrote there is that he will be called wonderful, everlasting, and all. Why I said he's talking about you is because you have received the spirit of the Son. Hallelujah. Before we go to Hebrews 2, maybe we should do this so that it will be more clear. Galatians. Let's do Galatians. Right? Let's do Galatians. Galatians chapter 3. Let's see. Uh Let's do. Let's let's just start from sixteen. I would have loved us to read long readings, but I think I have twenty minutes left now. So now to Abraham and his seed, where the promise made. He said not unto seeds, as of many, but as one, and to thy seed, which is what, Christ, and to thy seed, which is what, Christ. Now jump. Let's jump to, verse. Let's start from verse 26. For ye are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither born nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed. So it's not seed's. So now, remember, what did we say that Abraham's seed was? So, he now said, if you be Christ, you are that Abraham's seed. So that means, that promise that was over the seed of Abraham is now over you. Do you understand where I'm coming from? So I want us to start from that point. So that you understand what the Father came to do. Because we need to understand, if, we, if, we, if you read a lot of things, it says that the promise of Abraham will come to them by faith that the promise that he promised to Abraham. Now but you can wonder what is this promise? And most times when we talk about the promise he promised to Abraham, we just run to in blessing I will bless you, in multiplying I will multiply you, whoever will cause you is caused because that's what was written down. That's what was documented in the in the in the Old Testament scriptures that that is what the promise encompassed, right? But let us go further. Because now he says, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. But wait, I think I want to show something. Mm. Okay, leave that. We'll come back to it. Now, so if you are Christ, you are now Abraham's seed. So that means you are, it, and the promise is now to you, if you read it further. And heirs according to the promise. So the promise that God made to Abraham will now come to you. Because he did not promise it to seeds. As of many. He promised it to one. And that seed is Christ. So now, but because you are Christ. He says, if you have been baptized into Christ. John 1. We'll come back to this Galatians three, But let's do John 1. John 1. I want to show us something. John 1. John 1. John 1 verse. Let's start from 29. Start from 29. The next day is. John, seeing Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. This, of, this is of whom he said, after me cometh, after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, he was before me, and I knew him not. So, this is John saying something. I, din- I don't know this man. I knew him not. Right? But he that, but he but that he should be made manifest to Israel. So the only thing he knew was that this man, this Lamb of God, will be made manifest to Israel. But see something. Therefore, I am come baptizing with water. And John bear record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. Next verse. And I knew him not. So he went back to what he was saying before. So he and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. So the word Christ is the anointed one, and his anointing. So we we, we will baptize you with the anointing of Christ. Right? So there is going to be John said, I don't know this man. I don't even know who he's going to be. He of course Jesus was John's cousin in the flesh, but he said, I don't know him. But the one that sent me to baptize. He told me that something will happen and then I will know who. He said, I will see the spirit coming and descending And it will remain upon him. Now, because there was a promise made to Abraham and his seed. And that promise was that there will be a giving of the deposit of the Spirit of God upon man. Hallelujah. Are we going somewhere now? So he said, when you will see the person that the Spirit will come upon, that is the one that I'm telling you that will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Right? So, when John saw that, he knew, ah, it is this man, it is this man. So let us now go to Ephesians 1. Let me show you something there. About, still on the promise of Abraham. Yes? Because the, the promise of Abraham comes to songs. It comes to songs. And we... Be- yeah. Alright. Ephesians 1. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright. In whom after you trusted. Verse 13. After you heard the word, the, the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation... Whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So, it was the promise of, so you you are the fulfillment of the promise God made to Abraham. Because the Bible says, if ye are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. So how will I be able to tell that you are Abraham's seed? Because you have been sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. John said, upon whom I will see the spirit descend and remain. That's the one we are talking about. That's the son. That's the person we will call son of God. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Good. So now, the promise that God gave to Abraham was that I will indwell man. My spirit will live in you. You will become my son truly because I will be living from within you. That's why when Philip told Jesus, show us the Father. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because the Father is living inside of me. Jesus said it. The Father is living inside of me. He dwells in me and I dwell in him. If you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Baptism does not mean enter and come out. Baptism is immersion. So you are completely immersed into the spirit of Christ. That's why Romans will say we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But the spirit we received was to bring us into adoption as children of God. So it brought us into adoption so that the spirit can now come and settle on us and dwell. Hallelujah. Good. We'll be coming to an end now. All right. So... You are a son of God. You are a son of God. All right. So I don't want you to repeat it back. I want you to continue something. All right, but that was good. It's good to it shows you are attentive. So we became sons of God when the deposit of the spirit came into our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's see. Let's see. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see Peter. Let's see Peter. Let's see P- First Peter 1. I don't know why, why am I reading all these scriptures. But I believe, I believe I'm making sense, yes? You are, you are following me. If I'm too fast, help me. Tell me. we can say anything. Verse 10. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who professed the grace that should come unto you? So they were professing of a grace that will come unto us, such in what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So remember, he said that the seed of Abraham is Christ. So the sufferings of the seed of Abraham, like, do you understand? And the glory that will follow. Remember, right? Unto whom it was revealed that it is not to them, Selves. But unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them which have, which have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven which even the angels they desire to look into. So he's telling them that there is some, that they had the spirit of the son. They were testifying that a time will come. Uh, 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 the psalmist will say there will be a generation of people where he will not count sin. Romans 4, he said there will be a people where he will not account saying unto. That was David prophesying it. Some prophets, they prophesied that. Oh, Moses said, there will be a, a God will raise someone like me, in, in, like in my stead, as you, if, uh, in your generation, sorry. Like, someone like me, again, in Israel. Something like that. Isaiah prophesied what is going to happen. Proph- uh, prophecies were going on. But the Bible says that it was revealed to them that it was not them that will receive that promise. Of the sending of the holy ghost but it will be unto us now when the dispensation of the fullness of time has come god sent his son born of a woman to redeem them under the uh, i think let's go there uh, galatians 4 yeah yes galatians 4 i wanna. i think i will start from let's we'll start from galatians 3 because I'm just coming to an end now. I'm just saying so many things. Please be picking it. What I'm trying to make you understand is that it is the enablement of the Spirit in your heart that made you a son of God. And when you received that enablement was after that you believed the gospel of your salvation and you trusted. This, the, the, the Holy Ghost was sealed into your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I I making sense? So it was that sealing of the Spirit that made you a son of God. The Bible says in 1, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, if I think I'm correct now, no one can confess or profess that Jesus is Lord but by the inspiration or by the enablement of the Holy Ghost. So no one speaking by the Holy Ghost will say that Jesus be accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except it is by the enablement of the Spirit. So what I'm trying to make you understand is that if you say Jesus is Lord, eh, it's by the enablement of the spirit, and the, that spirit that we received is not like the one of prophets of old, that it will come upon them and go. No, it came and they remained on you, right? So let's go to Galatians three now. I think we'll just I'll use that at uh, Galatians three. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! All right, so we've read we've read Galatians three. So. We've read it. Galatians 4. Let's go to verse 4. Now I say that the heirs, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a slave, though he be lord of all, but under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the element of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might be brought, where? To the adoption of what? And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our heart. And what is he crying? Abba. 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 So he's calling, Father, Father, wherefore thou art no more servant? But a son, and if a son, then an heir of God, through what? Through Christ, the anointing. So, it is through Christ, through the enablement of the Spirit, that we became heirs of God. Am I making sense? Good. All right. so now we've established the fact that the plan of God was to create man in his image. And that image is in the image of the person of the Son, the image of Christ. So that we will have dominion. So now let's go to Hebrews 2. I think I'll just stop there. And I believe uh, we got something. Because, man, it, it was not the way I planned it. But I believe it's the Spirit speaking. Yeah? All right. Uh, uh, Hebrews 2. We'll just read this. And. But one in a certain place testified saying, this is David. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Hebrews 2, I started verse uh, 6. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And, uh, or the son of man that thou visited him. Thou has made him a little lower than angels. Thou has crowned him with glory. That little lower than angels is little lower than Adonai. uh, Elohim, sorry. So it's not angel as angel being, yeah? right, let's keep reading. Good. Where am I? Verse 8, yeah? Uh, no, no, verse no, seven. Thou hast made him a little lower than angels. Thou crowned him with glory and honor, and didst set the works I set him over the works of thy hand. Be listening. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. This is the man that God made oh little lower than angel, right? So it was that man that God put all things under his feet, right? Good. We keep reading. Where am I now? Verse 8. For in that he put all things in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by grace should test death for every man. Now, now, wait, wait, wait. In Colossians, he said that he decided to die first, so that he will be the first partaker. He wants to try everything first for you. If we go to, I don't want to go there. So I just wanted to add that, right? So he said, so that he, it it pleased God that he will be the first begotten from the dead. It, he will be the first partaker to die and rise to so show us that this is working. Hallelujah. Good. Let's keep reading. I still I have like six minutes, and that's perfect. All right. Amazing. All right, that but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that by this, that by the grace of God should test death for every man. For it became him for whom all for whom are all things, and by whom are all things. To bring what? Many sons. were, yeah? And to make the captain of their salvation perfect through the suffering of Christ. So the plan of God is to bring many sons. So we, God created man. Created everything. And put everything under subjection of man. Then Adam lost it. That's why God needed to send man. He said, God, he came in the form of a, of a man. In the sinful flesh, right? To condemn death in the flesh, right? Hallelujah. So now, he now said, all things are put under man. But we are not seeing man manifesting all things. But we saw the person of Jesus. And the person of Jesus came and was in, everything was under his subjection. Was everything under his subjection? That's why he was sleeping on a boat one day. And there was storm. And they woke him up. And he said, oh, you stomp. Peace be still. That's why he will meet someone sick. And he said, oh, oh, I desire, I desire. I, he, the Bible say he, has, he will have compassion on them. And he will go, ah, no, don't worry. You cannot be sick. You are healed. Your sins are forgiven you. You are made whole. He will walk into a burial ceremony. And he will tell them Oh, stop crying. Send everybody home. Send everybody out. Then he will go and raise the dead back. So, Creation was, sub, was put under subjection of, over the Son of Man. And how did he have that ability? He had that ability because the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Christ, that's why the Bible says in Romans, if the same Spirit of him that rose Jesus From the dead. So it was the spirit of him that was dwelling. It was the spirit of Christ that rose him back from the dead. The spirit of Christ is the spirit of God. Do you understand? These are interchangeable words. So now, if the spirit of him that gave life to Jesus and made us to be celebrating Easter every year dwells in you now. Yes? That same spirit will aid you to Bring forth life. Hallelujah. John will say we know that he has come to give us an understanding. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it in abundance. The plan of God was to put us in the ministration of life. That's, that's his plan. That's his plan. So Jesus came and made that life manifest. The Bible says in John 1, in him was life. And that life was the light of men." Hallelujah. Am I making sense? So now, we saw Jesus who, was, who had everything Little lower than angels. The same with us. But now the difference was that he had the deposit of the spirit. That was the difference between him and every other person in there. In the olden days. Yes. But now, as you are seated here now, as you are seated here now, you've got the deposit of the spirit. So the plan of God from creation was to put everything in subjection under the control of the son. So and who is the son, the person we see the spirit descend and dwelling upon? And he says, after that we heard and we believed that gospel of salvation, something happened in our inside. A spirit was saved, it was stored inside of us. But now, maybe I should now use this to end. Uh, Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Yes, We'll just read that, and then we'll go. Hallelujah. are, are we blessed? Alright, so Ephesians 1. So this is Paul's, I, w- I, w- I would have loved another translation. I want to read from, let's start from 16. So I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. That's what Amplified will write it as, I, I think, uh, yeah. So, that the eyes of your understanding will encounter the person of light. So, it will be enlightened, right? Paul, uh, uh, the psalmist will say, send your truth and your light to guide me. So, let my understanding receive light, right? And then, when our understanding receives light, that we may know and understand, right? If you read it from Amplified, I think that's how we said it there, that ye may know, and understand there are some certain things he wants us to know and understand, right? Three things: that we will know the hope of his calling; that we will know and understand what the riches of the glory of his inheritance, in the sense that we would know and understand what is the exceeding greatness of his power that is in and for us as well. If you, in another translation, you say that is in and for us. So Paul is saying he wants you to come to understanding of the exceeding greatness of the power that is in us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. That power is what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. The Bible says, to which of the angels did he say at any time? sit. But he said, to the Son. he said, sit at my right hand. And the, uh, the, the Bible says he, you will reign forever. The kingdom of the Son will reign forever and ever. Yes? Now, but here we are reading, he says, and set him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers and all and all and all. So, the same thing. Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come. So, he's, he has been placed in a place of higher authority than all principalities and powers. Follow me. Ephesians 2. Let's keep jumping. Let's go to verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, he quickened us together with Christ, and has raised us up together, and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. So now he placed Christ where? At his right hand over principalities and power. So now, the scripture is simply telling you, you are in the place of authority. with the person of Christ. Because you are in Christ. So all authority have, put, have been put in subjection to Christ. The Bible says, it pleased the Father that in Him should all the fullness of God dwell. He now said, but ye are complete in Him. Because it's in Christ we, are, we, we receive our completeness. So that spirit of the Son is, is what enables us to become children of God. He said He has put the spirit of the Son, not a spirit of bondage. Now, this the scripture we just read now, it says we are seated together with Christ. So we are seated together with Christ in a place of higher authority. Hallelujah. So why what am I trying to stay you up to do? You go home oh, in your in your family, in your life, in your situation, you should be manifesting the son in your in your environment. They should not be a, I'm telling you, you should be manifesting the person of the son. The Bible says, how do you manifest the person of the son? Romans 8, it says, if you are led by the spirit, you are the son of God. So, what gave you the enablement to be a son? The spirit. So, you are a child of God by the spirit. Hallelujah. And you received it after you heard and you believed. Say, "I'm I'm a child of God. Say, I'm seated together with Christ in the heavenlies. See, I ruin and reign in life through Christ. I've got the deposit of the Holy Ghost. Man, I will have to stop. In as much as, as we confess that most coming. come. And actually, the deposit of the Spirit you received, it has a timeline. And the timeline is when there is redemption of our bodies. So the Bible says, the earnest expectation of the creation They are groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons. He says it's not only them that is groaning. He said even we ourselves, we are groaning from within. And we are waiting till when we will be changed. That Paul now said, we will not all die. But we will all be changed. And we will be likened like in the same image as the son. But at the moment, you've got the spirit of the son inside of you. So let the spirit of the son bring expression of the manifestation of the son in your life. In your personal life. Hallelujah. All right, so let's just bow our heads. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray for the yielding to be led more by the Spirit. Because I'm a son, I'm yielded more. Because I'm a son, I'm yielded more. Because I'm a son, I'm yielded more. In the name of Jesus, I manifest sonship in all rounds. In the name of Jesus, because I'm a son, I'm yielded more to the leading of the Holy Ghost. I follow the leading of the spirit that brings about the manifestation of, so- of sonship in my life. In the name of Jesus, I am yielded more. To your leading. I manifest sonship the more. Even in this year, I now know that I've received an empowerment by the Holy Ghost and I'm a son. I'm the son. I'm the son. I'm the son. And in every area of my life, I will manifest sonship in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray that. Declare it over my family. I will manifest sonship in the name of Jesus. Just keep praying.